0: It's Bennett's room. It's Daniel's room. It's your room. It's Third Space.
1: Was remarkably similar to your last intro.
0: I don't. I don't think so.
1: Yeah, you did a nice singing jingle intro last time.
0: Well, not all singing jingle intros are the same, that's and true. and it has to be on on you know on brand so to speak. So that's a
1: good point. Well, I like the uh, I like the whisper, the whispery Third Space that sounded great. It's like an ASMR. Uh little snippet for everybody Uh, yeah i was going for like more
0: mystical you know sort of like all your dreams can come true in third space
1: asmr asmr m for mysterious
0: yeah (laughs) i find it actually not relaxing because when someone's whispering it just feels like a horror movie like waiting like luring you in instead of calming you it's a it's a lure like why are you talking like this?
1: Yeah, I don't like it either. Um, ASMR makes me uncomfortable.
0: I think it's exaggerated its benefits. Like like I get that soothing stuff is soothing. Like that's no that's a no-brainer, right? Like so sort of calm, gentle tone. Like that obviously has an impact on how we perceive things, but I you know only so much like i don't want to listen to out i mean i guess i can't i can't speak for other people's experiences so
1: let's see uh i, I wanted to share a uh an unfortunate an unfortunate situation with you so you huh. know i've been relatively lucky to avoid being impacted by this whole lockdown virus thing but f- finally i've had some pretty rough effects
0: okay so i was
1: yeah, so I was uh you know at the grocery store the other day and the grocery store my grocery stores <clears throat> around me have been pretty impacted. A lot of the a lot of the stuff the shelves are barren and everything, so the the frozen vegetables have been severely affected by this. There's been a, a drought of frozen frozen vegetables. I need to get some broccoli. I usually get the steam in bag broccoli. Um broccoli yeah, florets. Like yeah. So I went and finally this time on my trip to the grocery store there what there were some bags of vegetables left. And so I was you know I was happy finally that I'll be able to buy this and even they had some blo- broccoli florets. I was even careful to look and make sure they were florets and not broccoli cuts because one time I made the mistake of buying broccoli cuts and it's like 75% stems, which is uh. BS. <laughs> So I I grabbed two bags, you know they had a limit, two bags only. So I grabbed them, but then when I got home and I ultimately made the broccoli, it was ranch seasoned broccoli. That Ugh. sounds
0: delightful.
1: They were out of re- the regular one. I thought it was regular. It wasn't colored purple or anything like ranch should be colored purple. It wasn't. I, it just looked, it looked normal. And they're ranch the ranch color seasoned. of ranch to you? Yeah. 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 And I don't even like ranch, so my broccoli smelled bad. Like, I noticed when I was microwaving it, and I was like, something smells weird. And then it was ranch seasoned (laughs) broccoli. Was it heavily
0: seasoned?
1: Yeah, I mean, it tasted tasted like seasoning on there. So (laughs) I'm feeling the effects. I got to tell you, I'm starting to feel these effects. And, you know, this is hot. You know, it's time for this to be over. Like, the suffering is just... This is... Too much.
0: <laughs> yeah, you draw the line at um,
1: ranch-seasoned broccoli. Du-
0: duplicitously marked ranch-seasoned broccoli. <laughs> I, man, there's so much wrong with your story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know who makes ranch-seasoned broccoli. It doesn't make sense. Ranch is a great dipping sauce. A great seasoning. Uh, a delightful surprise to find on broccoli and and uh and like uh, i don't know <laughs> okay
1: so yeah just a just a nice um a poor nice...
0: poor poor bennett
1: i know i'm glad i'm glad you can uh you can feel bad for me
0: it makes me feel better that you also feel bad yeah that's that's why i'm here is to feel for you <laughs> and it makes makes it makes everything better does that make it okay like would, would you eat a little more of the broccoli i and by I, the way how, how bad was it were, were you willing to i eat did eat broccoli? i did eat it
1: yeah i ate right. it it wasn't it wasn't awful it was just i didn't prefer it so
0: when you ranch, took ranch a bite is, a, is when you realized it like when did no, you realize I, it
1: again when i smelled i was microwaving and i smelled it and i was oh, like this so this something smells weird um and it was the broccoli uh it you know i don't i don't hate ranch I just don't like it. I never choose it for anything. Um. So, yeah. it's not as bad cool. as like mustard or something. If it was mustard seasoned broccoli, then that would have been a no complete no-go. And then I would be extra mad cuz if you're doing mustard seasoned broccoli, you almost have to have yellow, you know, color your bag or your accents on your bag yellow. <laughs> and if you don't, you're you're doing mustard seasoned broccoli
0: wrong. You know, I'm almost going to regret asking this question cuz it's a pretty painfully boring topic. But why do you conceptualize purple for Ranch?
1: Um, I don't know, really. Uh I think doesn't like the Hidden Valley Ranch. Don't, don't it's their
0: bottle's mostly have... green. Uh I, I I have some Hidden Valley Ranch. I like Hidden Valley Ranch. It's not my favorite ranch, like, but it's a really decent ranch. Uh
2: I don't know. I don't it's think just... it's
0: purple.
1: It just seems like that. Just seems right.
0: Sauce with black dots and stuff in it. Yeah,
1: I know what it looks like. Um, It's yeah, white sauce, black dots, and it's got this like purple sort of haze running all through it. Uh, And that's Uh, why. Does it? No, (laughs) I'm just kidding.
0: Okay, I was like, (sighs) no, I don't think it does. How can you describe describe (laughs) it? What kind of, how would you describe ranch to someone who's never had it like taste I, wise?
1: I, I have no idea. I don't eat it. I'm only familiar with it on broccoli now. Um, <laughs> so that's really that's really all and I don't know how I would describe that. Isn't is it taste some ranch seasoning? Taste is a uh, a qualia, isn't that what it's called, a, a an experience that you in order to understand it you must experience it. There
0: seems to be some that, that did you say a qualia or just a
1: qualia q u a l i a
0: okay yeah we we've, we've had a discussion about this before but yeah i mean it seems to me though you can say frog legs taste like chicken or i could dis- dis- describe to you say what maybe an elk burger might taste like without too much right. trouble um, or mm-hmm. even if if someplace has an orange sauce and i say what does that taste like you could probably help me in a lot of ways but if i were to have to from a baseline describe ranch because ranch is something i would say about other sauces oh it has a ranch element to it or something but i don't know how to describe ranch in itself and i guess that's what qualia is like i can't you need to go have it and then we can talk about other things tasting ranch like
1: yeah it would be qualia would be like how do you describe saltiness to someone what does saltiness Mm -hmm. taste like without saying oh it tastes like you know, like insert food here, like without being able to do that. Just saying, how do you describe a taste with words to someone who doesn't have the ability to taste or does, has never tasted something salty, so, which is ridiculous. But that's kind of the idea, I think. No,
0: it's a good point. Yeah, I don't know how I would do that. It's like describing colors to a blind person uh, right. who's never seen. Just so right. kind of can't do that.
1: I don't know how I would describe ranch. It is kind of salty. Um, it's it's not overly powerful. Um, it's not very herby, actually. I don't know. I, I would have a hard time describing it, especially since you know, there's so much broccoli mingled in. <laughs>
0: uh, it's usually a sauce. 99% of the time, they're not talking about some sort of seasoning. So it right. would be strange. If, hey, can I get some ranch at a restaurant? They bring me a the thing of seasoning i'd be pretty frustrated yeah do you know what ranch is
1: like where is you no know, what where does it like, come from what do they put in that sauce what
0: is it it's the the whole thing's a mystery i can't describe what it tastes like nor do i know what it is and i love it and i have a close relationship with it <laughs> it's so weird
1: maybe that's kind of why i'm just very suspicious of it and don't don't ever eat it or try it because i don't know what it is like there's not, it, there, there's no ranch fruit, you know, there's no ranch whatever, like a ranch is like someone's house, uh, you know, a, someone's house on like a large piece of property or something. I'm not eating that.
0: <laughs> hey Google, what is ranch? According to Wikipedia, ranch dressing is an American salad dressing usually made from buttermilk, salt, garlic, onion, mustard, herbs, and spices mixed into a sauce based on mayonnaise or another oil emulsion. Sour oh. cream and yogurt. Okay, Sometimes Okay, Google, thank you. To. I don't know how easily you could hear all of that. but
1: I could, I could hear it, so... I mean, it sounded awesome. echoey because it's in your room. Okay, thanks, Google. <laughs> thanks, Google. Google's spying on our, all of our podcasts now, by the way, since so yeah. you have it listening. Sorry. So I can't talk about all the crimes that <laughs> you've committed.
0: Yeah. Ooh, twist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, I was thinking we could start off this time, instead of talking about Ranch Broccoli, uh, do a... Yeah, geez. A, <laughs> do I, <what> a terri- <laughs> maybe One of
0: our worst intros. <laughs> like, like I'm almost like, can we start over? Like, are people going to want to talk about that for 10 minutes anyway? Yeah, yeah. So why
1: don't we... Uh, it's been a couple episodes, I think, since we've done Superpowers and Drawbacks. So why don't we uh, do a Superpowers and Drawbacks? How about
0: that? I would love to. I love Superpowers and Drawbacks. All right. We should make it a board game and it'll take over America.
1: Yeah, let's do that. We can put this podcast to bed and instead have (laughs) a board game. All right, so this time, I think last time we ramped up the intensity to like a five. This time, we're going back to the roots. Scaling it back. At one, so the Mm. lowest of the low. So um, here, without further ado, um, here are superpowers and drawbacks for this time. So the first superpower is called... Never tell me the odds. Okay. And this superpower is when faced with one or more cards from a deck of cards, you can tell which ones are odd. So ace, three, five, seven, or nine. Even if you can only see the back of the card, uh, you can still tell that it's an odd card. You can't tell which specific card it is, like whether it's a three, and you can't tell the suit. It's a three of
0: hearts. Only that it is odd, but but you can tell. Pretty minimal effect, but, but I can probably conjure up some reasons it would be useful.
1: That's right. I mean, it would give you an advantage and yeah, maybe some kind of betting or something. So. The, uh, the second superpower, the alternative that you have, is called Air Guitar Hero.
0: <laughs>
1: so for this one, at will, you can summon an invisible acoustic guitar. Only you can hear it, uh, and it can't interact with any other object but you. Um, And it never goes out of tune and it never degrades or breaks or anything like that. So So it truly is
0: like playing an air guitar. Yes.
1: Yeah. From any outside observer, it would look like you're playing an air guitar. They couldn't hear it or anything. And you can't like... It's
0: it's weightless more or less. Or does it... No, I'd probably still have to hold it, right? But like...
1: You you still have to hold it. I mean, the weight... I thought about that. Actually, I initially had the word weightless in there. But having weight to it probably makes it better to play. So it still has weight, but but it's intangible to other people. So you can't like beat people with an invisible guitar, or have yeah. them touch it, or hold it, or anything.
0: Weirdly, getting on like a scale wouldn't make me weigh more, or I couldn't hold it above my head and keep me out of the rain, or no. use its materials to. Like, just it's useless beyond. Yes. W- weighing me down slightly and producing music to only my ear, and that's could right. give me could it give me a callus? Like if I'm playing, oh, and that's, that's
1: a good question. Is it a good question? <laughs> Uh, that is a good question yeah i didn't consider that um i'm gonna say yes it can i'm gonna okay. say yes so if i can. play
0: too much or i'm fresh yeah, then i it, might bleed a little i might it might hurt it, it might because I, I feel all the textures under yeah. my hand yeah okay. it
1: it affects your body so actually if you took it and bashed yourself in the head with it you would that would hurt so don't okay. do that if, I, Just if like, I
0: held up to my my voice to the to the uh, what do you call the hole and just yeah. yell into it like to me my voice is still traveling nor- or to everyone else my voice is traveling normally but to me it has the sort of echoey reverberance that you would expect of doing that with a, an actual no. guitar no only your body it only interacts with your body
1: not with your sound waves so. okay you draw the line yeah. <laughs> very That's firm note too no. far you idiot <laughs> don't try getting extra advantages out of these superpowers
0: <laughs> I was just that might come in handy somehow <laughs> <laughs> you never know when you need to yell into a guitar hole
1: Right, yeah, that's true Yeah. So I can tell that You love those But in order to choose one of those Highly valuable superpowers You're going to have to take one of these two drawbacks And the first one is called Shop Till You Drop A great old uh, TV show By Shop. the way, game show um, So the this drawback is Any grocery bag you try to use Instantly disintegrates any shopping cart you touch, it has its wheels freeze. And trying to use any other baskets or carts for shopping also causes breakage, such that they're kind of pointless. Uh oh, so I have to carry all my
0: groceries. Yes, that's okay. <laughs> Pretty bad sounding to me, because I like have to use grocery bags free, like when I go to the grocery store. Almost, what if I brought in my own? Bo- You're saying if I brought in my own box or my own? Um, yeah. Don't bag? try. Yeah, okay. no. If you bring a thing
1: to put your groceries in, it's just not, not going to work. You could okay. have someone else, uh, you know, carry your groceries for you or deliver them or something. But if you go to the grocery store and use a shopping bag or card or whatever, it's just going to mess up. Okay. Um, and the uh, the second drawback that you have to choose from is called auto incorrect. Um, <laughs> so for this one, uh, anytime you write digitally on a device with autocorrect. The autocorrect will take one or more words per sentence and incorrect them. Uh, so if you wrote them correctly, it'll make them wrong, and you can't disable it. But after it, after Ugh. it, after it auto incorrects it, you can go back and fix it, just like with autocorrect when it makes a mistake, you can go back and fix it. So, uh,
0: super annoying though. I mean, I'm sending text <laughs> every day. That's probably higher than a one. I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe not if it's only one per whole text. Right. and I can fix it really quickly but it just means One that I have notes. to either accept I have okay so I either have to accept I'm going to be a bad texter and let them decipher cuz that's an option I have right they just right. know uh, and I come across as a generally lazy texter or explain i suppose so shop. you
1: see, I was offered this magical situation where I had to choose a lamp super... I really wanted to shout into an acoustic guitar.
0: Um, but, but he said no. Turns
1: out that didn't even work, and now I'm stuck <laughs> with this auto-incorrect
0: curse. I'm trying to think... Okay, I have some questions about... Well, shop till you drop. You said, so Like if I'm with someone and you grab... Like, if I'm with you and you grab yeah. a grocery bag, we're fine? Yep, doesn't affect me. Because, okay... That downplays the sign. I mean, both of those are, I don't go to the grocery store daily, but like that is an, I'll just generally use the term every day. So grocery shopping is an every day. It's part of my life, not an occurrence daily, but it's just part of what I accept as what I do. Um, and so that's an odd and texting is part of that daily life too. Um, never tell me the odds with the, the odd, being able to tell the odd card number. Mm-hmm. um man that's a great it's probably a good parlor trick and maybe if i were a professional musician even i think i could maybe get somewhere with like that supernatural knowledge and the knowledge of magic i could probably pull off a really incredible trick that other a magician you mean you said musician did i did i say musician yeah. that's i, I really thought funny. you were,
1: i thought you were about to talk about the air guitar
0: here <laughs> i meant magician geez yeah a magician um, Gotcha. Other yeah. other magicians would not be able to decipher. They go, "Wow, I know some of the elements to this trick, but there's no way he could know this." So, it, I could develop some amazing trick. I, but and you know the part of the trick or or betting. Maybe I could get into. It could potentially be useful in poker if yeah. you see what's on the table and they are playing, suggesting they have a certain, you know, a card, and I could right. know. But I could, you can get some real information there in poker. So that's probably the best use. Probably mm-hmm. poker. That's yeah. where my mind goes. Yeah, poker um,
1: blackjack, some card betting game.
0: Yeah. Um, well, if yeah, I feel like based on their bets, they're implying they have certain cards, and you have sort of a, an angle on truth. Whereas I don't know on blackjack, knowing that it's odd, like I just you know if i I can tell one of their cards is odd i just you know that doesn't help uh or two of their cards, anyway uh doesn't uh, doesn't draw me in that much the air guitar i don't play guitar um so that's a big downer but now (laughs) you would have
1: a you'd have a guitar
0: with you all the time so you could ready to go easily i would i would have to if i accepted this deal I'm going to go learn to play, and I kind of want to learn to play. So there's that allure, um, but it, it really begs, it really brings up the question: How? Why do we play guitar? How, how social is an instrument? Um, you know, how social is an instrument? Why do we want to play music? Is it just for ourselves and our own pleasure, or is there some performance aspect to it? Um, and it varies, different. Yeah, it does vary. Like when you're learning, you obviously go learn alone and you play and then you perform for an audience. Um, And so this would just be a great skill, I guess, like this really handy thing. I just, I'm trying to think if there's any other utility other than, hey, I can practice guitar whenever I want easily. Other than that, I'm trying to press for any other added benefit.
1: I mean, it's a, a boredom alleviator, uh, you know? Like, if you're, if you're somewhere and you're bored, then you and only you can pull out this air guitar and have something to entertain yourself with. Uh-huh.
0: Can it scale down? So if I'm on a plane and I want to play it, am I having to sort of sorry person to the left of me while I hold okay. the neck, you know?
1: Yeah, it doesn't scale down, so sorry. Yeah, yeah. but I mean... <laughs> They can deal with it. Like they'd probably be uh, pretty accommodating if you just explain this. <laughs> if you just explain yeah. the situation.
0: I really like the idea of explaining that. But the, and as they're being annoyed, you think you're annoyed? I have I have to shop till I drop. <laughs> My grocery bags disintegrate just check out these texts i sent <laughs>
1: look look at this it's the wrong your do you hear me it's the wrong your i you, typed the you, right one i swear it
0: <laughs> that's so funny it's, you're annoying some person bumping into them and going you think this is annoying look at my text and you just show them a bunch of uh, incorrect text huh? and they don't really uh um this is this, I think, I'm walking away. <laughs> I think I'm not t- taking the deal on this because you're talking. The really, the really, the reason is if you look at both the superpowers, they are not everyday parts of my life. Nor do I have a burning desire to learn guitar. It's sort of this horizon idea that maybe one day I will, but probably not. On on the list of things I want to accomplish, it just doesn't. It 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 doesn't. I'm not there. Um, and then the other two, the the drawbacks, they're both. Uh, close to home and they're frequent now i think you did a good job of scaling them I and compliments to the names they're they're fun and kind of whimsical um and they are they're appropriately scaled but for me it's a matter of frequency and like it's infrequent superpowers and frequent drawbacks and so that just leads me to say pretty safely i'm gonna not take it now with you I'm curious about your answer and reasoning because you uh, enjoy guitar quite a bit
1: right so yeah when I think about this I, I think I could definitely enjoy the air guitar hero power because I, I do play guitar I don't play it for an audience I play it just to have a skill that I develop um, and so like it actually would be useful for me. Um, I also think never tell me the odds. Like it requires investment to make it worthwhile. That's why it's a one because it requires you to actually like gamble in some form. You know, if you want to monetize, get good it. at
0: gambling, and then right, yeah,
1: and, and even then the advantage isn't isn't guaranteed. It's just slight. So I, th- you know, I think I could make use of it. But I don't really want to, you know, like I don't want to become a gambler. Uh, I just rather not. I mean, my, right. my life is OK That's without fair. being a gambler. So Air Guitar Hero definitely wins over that one. Now, Do where you have a stacked, moral
0: objection, by the way, to, to gambling or is it more of a... No,
1: I don't just, have a moral. I mean, it's it's a
0: risk. It's a risk invest thing you don't like.
1: Yeah, the only moral qualm I have is if the odds are not, if there's some shadiness going on with the odds, like if the uh, the venue portrays the odds as favorable and they're really not, um, then yeah. th- then that is shady. Uh, I mean, I guess they're still allowed to do that, and you're just an idiot if you you know if you fall for it. But you know, if they obscure the methods too much, then yeah, that's a problem with with them. Um, but yeah, I don't have any inherent moral issue with gambling. Um, I don't think like and you know, people, some people do. And what are their
0: moral objections? I'm not sure. I fully understand. You're not allowed to gamble. That's bad because you're throwing your money away. Like, <clears throat> I, but what's wrong with th- throwing your money away if that's what like? I you know, I mean, I get that. Like, some people will instead of feeding their kids or properly giving them. Yeah, that's you know, probably
1: that's probably it. It's just that. I, I would say that it's probably a biblically biblically based um, objection because gambling is you know called out as as bad in the in the Bible, and that is probably because it's so easy to be irresponsible uh, when gambling. That would be my guess. Um, and so, yeah, if if you can't control your impulses and you do and you do gamble away all your money and and, and you know. Um, reneg on your responsibilities because of gambling then you know you could see that as being objectionable but, but. but that's
0: such a symptom it seems like it's a psychological addiction is the is the thing to avoid and then you know i don't know right. like if someone was eating tons of chocolate cake and getting overweight then you could say well chocolate cakes uh is bad or a sin or whatever anyway right. i didn't well, want I, we don't have to go down that road as much I just I'm <laughs> well, like, i don't I mean, understand I guess... the objection
1: I mean, the question is how addictive is it, I guess? Because, you know, many people say oh, doing cocaine is morally wrong. You shouldn't do cocaine. We have laws against it for a reason. If if cocaine is addictive and if gambling is addictive, then does the moral objection come from the same place? Maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think part of lawmaking is saying like we – a, a Cocaine could destroy a community, or, or, or maybe, and maybe maybe betting can too. Maybe gambling yeah. can too. Huh? Yeah. So,
1: um, anyway, anyway, like, uh, that's that's that for for the betting. Um, for shop till you drop, that's annoying. I don't usually buy a lot of groceries at one time. I might be able to. I wouldn't be inconvenienced that much if I just had to carry stuff in my arms. It would be inconvenient, like, for sure. But I don't usually buy more than five or six items at a time. Sometimes I do, in which case I might have to make two trips or something. But eh, that's inconvenient. I don't know. Eh. For auto-incorrect, that's annoying. I'm kind of a grammar Nazi, and so I would really hate it messing me up. But I also text
0: very little. Um... So I was about to say, what do you? How many texts a week? Would you ballpark? I mean, very few. Like,
1: depending on my circumstances, oftentimes under ten, sometimes
0: under five. Like, I just don't text much. So. So that's an easy one, almost to take. Go ahead and take it. Like, if it's that little of an inconvenience.
1: But but the way I wrote it, anytime you write digitally on a device with autocorrect. Some computer programs have autocorrect, like when I write emails and stuff. True. And and in Microsoft Word and stuff, it autocorrects. And if that's You're the right. case, that would be annoying. But every sentence but,
0: is yeah big.
1: But I can fix them. So like it's still annoying, but I could fix it. How annoying is it? They're both annoying. Whoever made these did a good job at making them <laughs> annoying. Uh i'm i'm really borderline on take on taking air guitar hero and one of these or just walking away um you know what you only live once so i'm gonna take uh air guitar hero and and shop till you drop i think i can i think i can manage you only yolo once
0: so (laughs) you only yolo once yeah, no, so and, and you would just it. have to amend your shopping a little more, like maybe instead of, if you, let's say you go to the grocery store once a week, you might now go 1.25 a week. Right. Or, I or I just ha- be do a little like more the, uncomfortable holding your arms.
1: Or I could do the curbside, like grocery delivery or something and have them just put it in my car directly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, as the future approaches, we're going to be getting hover groceries and hover grocery stores <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And I'm not going to have to deal with carts and
0: bags and stuff anyway. So Deliver it to your hover apartment. And, yeah. yeah. So
1: in 50 years' time, I'll be getting hover groceries in my hover apartment, and I'll still be playing air guitar play <laughs> in that time. And I'll be happy, and everything will be good. I will have made the right decision. And you, guitar- meanwhile, you will be just living a normal old life. <laughs>
0: wait wait a second i forgot to ask does the guitar stay uh tuned like how do you tune it could you get a tuner like how do you
1: uh i actually considered that um it's it never goes out of tune meaning however you set the tuning pegs it stays that way like it does you don't have to fiddle with it that much to uh to tune but if you do want to change the tuning because oftentimes you do want to change it to drop d or something like that you can change with the tuning pegs but if you have a tuner, it can't hear the guitar, so you're kind of screwed there. But what you can do is you, since you can hear the acoustic guitar, you can play a note on another guitar or you know on the computer or whatever that is the right note, and then pick the note and match that okay. um, match
0: that tone. So you can tune it, and you can learn <laughs> to tune it by ear, of course. One final question: um, Strap, does it like have an invisible strap that you can sort of like like
1: uh yeah yeah definitely yeah okay all right for sure so you have I, to be careful not to strangle yourself with it because that would be a really <laughs> that's actually really funny that would be a really <laughs> unfortunate death for the a investigators
0: yeah <laughs> if you hung yourself from the strand <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> uh,
0: well i would i would uh now knowing those two questions i would still walk away <laughs> no it's yeah. just curious if you consider those angles <laughs>
1: i try to think i try to think of stuff but i i like uh i like the questions uh, i like trying to think of what these stupid powers would uh, <laughs> would change <laughs> um did you uh did you have anything that you wanted to talk about this podcast
0: Um, not particularly. It's been a heck of a week. I've been sitting at my desk with distance learning. If you wanted to pick my brain on that, I could, but I don't have like conceived thoughts. It's just like, I'm sitting at my desk, my students are going through their regular schedule. um, And so I'm still like I'm meeting with them. The expectations are not rock solid in terms of you have to stay the whole 55 minutes with them. That's how long our typical schedule is but i'm keeping them on average probably 25 35 range between 20 and 45 i mean i'm uh, like the newness and curiosity we're well past that and we're kind of in the home stretch of school yeah. um and uh you know like even some of my great classes that love discussion it's just not happening and they, so there's a level of frustration that i don't i don't have it with them i just have it at the situation it's just like oh man this is not the magic of teaching that i love so much so
1: So overall definitely a a step backwards in terms of effectiveness and enjoyability probably from both ends
0: profoundly so and i would arrogantly say i'm doing a decent job uh like like i don't i'm doing a decent job at it and like it's just not it just is a step back it is not achievable to to accomplish the same goals and the same to the same degrees of success i I, I think so
1: what about the effect on classroom uh misbehavior and discipline is there any effect or or how does it how does it work or have you even been exposed to the situation
0: I okay, so you know every every teacher, every group has its like knuckleheads and people who goof off a little bit, and so I was more curious. How is this? Yeah, how are dynamics going to be impacted, including discipline? So, let's say, are are my quiet kids maybe going to feel more comfortable in this? You can take this sort of digital. blanket you know or you can hide behind it so maybe it's easier to participate you don't feel quite as vulnerable you feel more comfortable in your own environment so would they participate more would my louder more social kids not feel the connection and participate less these were all giant question marks that can only be answered experientially and the answer is um almost no surprises almost no surprises Um, I have a few quieter kids who are not very quiet. They're just kind of quiet, and they're super conscientious. And so what's happened is when there's a diffusion of responsibility, that's really increased. Like I, No one feels they have to participate. They're all on mute is the standard, right? That's standard Zoom practice. The teacher's not on mute, and then it is, all right, let's get this discussion started, and I toss a question out there. Well, now the access to participation is greater, and so they do not feel the need here at the end of the year I mean we're also talking about second semester seniors who are being robbed of a lot of experiences they wanted and so they're kind of just ticked off not at me but just like no I'm not gonna like pretend this is a super engaging discussion while I'm sitting on my computer you know reading this pretty heady piece you just had us do you know what I'm saying like so I'm not mad at them so back to discipline I've uh well one kid today he uh he was just kind of a class clown he's like shooting um he was standing up and started to throw away something so he's shooting like paper balls into a basket a trash can kind of thing and so I made a joke about are you really doing that you know and then he came back and then he did it again and so I'm sort of at a lo- like teachers we're vulnerable like what can you do so I just said hey uh I'm gonna kick you out next time and I changed my tone completely like it was a weird. You know, class is like, oh, you can feel that moment, like, hey, not screwing around, and then he was fine. Um, that right. is the most trouble. This is a testament to my kids; they're great. Our, our, my students, like, they're they're fantastic. Um, and and they've, my troubles have been just them sort of frustrated at the situation. You know, maybe not doing an assignment. Uh, These sorts of things, but not like not some sort of active rebellion where they're screwing around or playing pranks or being aggressive jerks to me. I haven't gotten any of that. It's more just like apathy, pure and utter apathy, which I'm empathetic toward, honestly.
1: Assuming that this sort of environment is the future, which is a big assumption, then like what would be, you know, you teach in like you say, you have a really great set of students. Um, So you don't have that many discipline problems, but in a classroom that does have discipline problems, misbehaving students, a bad teacher, whatever, what's the worst, like in a, in a real in-person classroom, the worst thing that a student can do is like get in a fight, you know, like that's pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. In, In in this digital space, you can't get in a fight. That's obviously impossible. What's the worst thing that a student could do to interrupt class
0: so I can mute their mics but they are welcome to unmute them. If you have someone who's not didn't appropriately set their classroom this would be foolish but um, I have it set to I'm the only one who can share the screen and so early on people didn't know that you had to put that as a setting so I heard stories of like kids putting on like the, the racist stuff porn stuff whatever just offensive stuff here 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 uh, like um, images violence stuff. Um, right. But that's a pretty quick fix and is easy to rectify. So with properly contained classrooms, the most you would do is maybe curse, <laughs> like take yourself yeah. off mute and just keep cursing and yelling. Yeah. And then, by the way, it's I, would, I can kick you out. And when I, once I've kicked you out of the classroom or a session, they cannot come back in. So, I mean... Honestly, it's not like they would get away with it for more than a couple of seconds, right? And say, hey, what are you doing? Okay, I'm kicking you out. And then, so really, it's funny. Like, I'm vulnerable to their misbehavior if they wanted to try and what, though? Like, you know, like a text or something, you know? (laughs) Like, okay, I mean, so what? Like
1: It it seems like it dampens both the opportunity to misbehave and the opportunity to respond to misbehavior. Like, everything is just kind of dampened.
0: It is a truly like castrated experience. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's just not, it's, it's, it will, I am confident that this isn't going to be the like, oh, we really can do all this learning digitally. Why, 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 let's just start doing that more. Like, kids want to get back to classes. Teachers want to get back to classes. Parents, oh my God, want to get students back, their kids back to classes. Like, this will, uh-huh. Strengthen that idea of socially constructed, you know, learning and and environment being really important. About needing, we need, I think, as humans, just to say, uh, a, a lot of times code switching and cues to code switch. Whether that's like here is the building in which you do this, you know. And I'm not saying like. Like, you, you know, people are capable of working from home and being entirely fulfilled and successful, but even that, I would guess there's a clear delineation of this is my work hours and this is my... Like, a disciplined adult can say these are my work hours and these are my play hours. Kids need uh, sort of external uh, guidance in that. So, so <clears throat> what
1: you're telling me is the future will not be virtual school from home. It will be a robot teacher in the classroom so that everyone can come together and listen to the robot
0: teacher uh got it yes yeah that's exactly what i'm saying i'll also say something else that surprised me a little bit i thought digital tools like we have something called membean and there's like uh, for vocabulary and there's ixl for a lot there's just all sorts of as you can imagine sort of like outsourced vocab and grammar and, and and math as you know like Khan Academy and and lots of different areas and lots of different, there's obviously tons of that stuff. So what I thought would be easy, since like IXL does this grammar stuff and I can go check on while they're doing it in real time, so I can say like today will be an IXL day, this would be perfect for distance learning, it's already something they know, it's it's designed, they just, it's very familiar, it actually feels no different. But I'll tell you, surprisingly, it's a miserable experience Like, because I was able to gamify it in person and say, who gets the highest score? And then also, if you have any questions about grammar, I'll answer, you know, they'll go, why did I get this wrong? And having me come over as a teacher and uh, talk it through with them, they were willing to ask, why did I get this wrong? Because honestly, IXL already tells you why, but it gives you, as you can imagine, this sort of like way too much information. It lead, it kind of gives you a generic Here's the 15 page scroll through answer of why you got this wrong. And kids don't right. want that. They just want to like talk talk through it with you. And so mm-hmm. when you do that combined with the gamifying of it, like like that kids were perfectly willing to do it. But the day I did it on distance learning, they just were like it's just strange. It was odd. They didn't like it. I didn't like it cuz I wasn't interacting in any way. So yeah. basically my point is I think possibly these digital tools are weirdly better in person than they are apart. Some, some of them anyway.
1: Yeah, there, you can't, um, you can't uh, overestimate or overstate the value of being taught. Actually having someone lead you to a conclusion. um, It's different from figuring out an answer yourself. Like even when you, even when you're trying to research the answer to a, you know, relatively specific problem, you know, if you pull up a Wikipedia article or something, there's still a lot of scrolling and scanning and honing in on what you need to f- to find your answer. Whereas right. a knowledgeable person with the ability to understand what you're missing and tell you that is is really valuable. Um, they can see what you understand and what you don't understand and quickly lead you directly to the answer that you need. Uh, whereas something self-directed or something digital can't. Can't do that well, yeah, yet, I mean, but the robots of the future will be able to. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, I think the the truth is in the pudding, as they say. When when you look right. at who who when you need when you have a problem to solve, you don't want to turn to a manual. <laughs> like, geez, that's like honestly one of my last. I would turn to an expert that I know, and I'd also maybe turn to to YouTube before I would go trying to search through a a, a manual. Gosh, okay. I, anyway. And and YouTube is like, you know, a person who probably has a similar problem. Going, oh, this is what happened with me, and here this is what I did, and you can see it, and there's the visual elements. And, and right. Anyway.
1: Um. So I have uh, I have a topic uh that I want to talk about that I think is going to be fun. So. But, cool. Um, I'm excited. Oftentimes, you know, we talk about these lame, uh, lame superpowers and drawbacks, and I think even in an early podcast episode, we talked about one of my real-life uh, drawbacks. Do you remember? It was uh, um, estimating how quickly water evaporates. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so probably a one, maybe a two. It can be pretty rough sometimes, but probably a, a one. <laughs> but do you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure we've talked about this lots off the podcast, but do you? Know, I have another one that I would put in a similar category. Do you know what that drawback might be? I bet I be? do. Go, y- guess, go y- for
0: it. Okay, you fog up windows too easily. Oh, no, no. no. That's no? a superpower. Oh. That's a superpower. Oh, okay. Well, this is a drawback.
1: Um, That's a, obviously a superpower.
0: <laughs> uh, um, I'll, can I get a hint, maybe?
1: Um, so it comes into play. Oh, oh
0: accents! Yes, reading accents. You're terrible yes. at reading. Like, like even to me, hilariously easy accents to read. And he'll just be, "What did the guy say?" And it, and, and, <clears> and <throat> find that very
1: funny. That's right. So that's kind of, you know, I've convinced myself that that's a, a weakness that I have. One of my only flaws <laughs> is that I'm really bad at at understanding people with an accent, even when I watch something like. An idiot abroad uh, with Ricky Gervais and Carl Pilkington or the British office, like even British accents, I have a hard time understanding. Like, I understand some fraction of what they're saying and then have to piece it together with context clues.
0: Just to be clear, yeah, it's not about like non native English speakers. It is this too, but like, it's not about them saying things with a thick accent because they don't, they haven't fully mastered the language. We're talking about Just, you know, an English accent can really throw you for a loop. It's basically, if it's not standard American English almost, it will really throw you. Like, surprisingly. Like, you're a smart guy, and you're not, like, ignorant and stuff. Like So, it's just funny (laughs) to see you struggle so much through uh, some basic accents to me.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, I used to... It's even worse when I can't see who's speaking. Like, if I can't see their mouth. Because surprisingly i think at least for me and i would guess for everyone you subconsciously lip read a little bit like you it, it informs your understanding of what someone is saying and so when i can't see who's speaking i have extra trouble like at a at a previous job i had i used to regularly have to talk to a, an indian guy with a strong indian accent and that was just horrible like i i had there were times when I would have to ask him to repeat something four times, five times, and it's just like, you know, when you get to that third time, you just sigh, and you're like, look, I'm sorry, can you just say it, say it one more time, and then, and, you know, you can't, and it's just hard to figure out.
0: <laughs> Wait, so, do, so do you feel like you improved after getting to know, I no, did, I did like improve. your buddies with him, but yeah, so yeah. the familiarity we, of it, like.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got along, and he was a really nice guy, and like. I mean, he was probably annoyed at first, but I did get better at it. So it's not that I'm hopeless. I can get better with exposure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's hard. But, but this is all like, I think maybe you are playing a lifelong prank on me and I'm actually not that abnormally bad at understanding accents. In fact, I think that maybe you're just as bad. Oh, at understanding I'm a little
0: nervous because I'm not. You, I mean, we've all experienced. I'm, i have like I'm. I've heard accents and gone, oh man! I didn't. I missed a lot of that. Like we've all had that experience. So I just would think I'm average. It would be my guess. Like, not, not special. It's, but I've been watching movies with you where, like, a guy will go, the the book is for sale. And you'll throw your hands up and go, 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 I have no idea what that guy said. And it's so funny. I'm like, and I really have had trouble discerning whether you're joking. Cause like, and you'll I'm not re- joking. I'll, I'll rewind it and he'll just go, the book is for sale and you'll go we'll get my mail. and I'm like, how do you, what do you why is this... it's such a strange moment for me to sort through and be like, he's not kidding. Like he can't hear it. I don't know. So Well... okay.
1: Well, we are going to put this to the test. Alright. Or at least we're gonna put your Comprehension
0: of accents to the test. Uh, i would be so much so, better to do it with you, but okay. Yeah. Uh, we, we 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 can try that, that could uh, be in the future. For no- what what, what that, I hope is very normal. Like right. I, a, you know, I struggle, but not ex not especially. I mean,
1: so not I would be I would be happy to do that. That would sounds like a fun a fun test. Um, but for this time, what I've done is I've put together a list of eleven accents. Um, and over the past couple weeks, for, for each one, I found someone with this accent, and I had him record a short one, or, one to two minute message for us.
0: Um, wow. And so, each each uh, one recorded one to two <clears throat> minutes? Yeah. Wow. That's so, a lot of, lot of recording.
1: Yes. Um, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick one of these and play it for you. And you'll you'll listen to it and you know see if you can guess see if you can guess the accent. Oh, do I have so, to
0: guess region? That's a totally. Do you mean, or if I can just hear understand what they're saying? That's a completely you have to guess where it's you have to guess where. Oh it's from. man, now you're playing geography games with me, and I'm terrible at that. This is more yeah, of like but a, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm not picking like I didn't get like someone from Kazakhstan. Like I'm not picking places that you'll never have heard yeah. of. Um, okay, well we'll see. I, so, okay. I, yeah I don't think that part's unfair so okay. these are uh, these are ten uh, foreign non-us um, accents non-american accents and one's a regional US accent um, okay just just to clue you in on that and and you'll see if you can pick out that one and see if you can guess where these where these other accents are from okay so so um, People will forgive my uh, my clicking around a little bit. I'll pull up these clips and cue them up here. All right, so I'm gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna play the first one here.
2: Okay, uh, well, a little bit. Um, what I do? I, I live in a land where uh, <laughs> I'm a very accomplished mechanic. I work in a lot of cars. Uh, we fix very many types. Uh, don't specialize in a thing. <laughs> But uh, I'm known as a, a kind of a jack of all trades mechanic. Um, you know, lots of lots of um, <clears throat> big trucks that I work on, uh, all the way down to, to little cars uh, the Japanese, American, German cars, uh, all, all, all sorts. But, uh, you know, take a lot of pride in my job. Uh, typically 70, 80 hours a week of work I do. Uh, so it's, it's very tiring. But uh, very rewarding, and you know, I consider myself very good at it. Uh, so, yes, this is uh, a little bit about me, a little bit about my country, and what I do.
1: Well, <laughs> there we go. So, that was uh, that was a very nice gentleman that I spoke to. Um, oh yeah, That's the right. audio quality, you know, because these things are, you know, sometimes overseas, there's a little <laughs> echo to <him. clears> them. <throat> so I apologize, I apologize for that. So. But anyway, that was... What did you think? Could, could you tell? It didn't sound like you understood what that accent was. No,
0: okay, I understood everything he's saying about these cars and the nonsense. I just... Pff, I I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> because I wasn't listening to the content because it was so hysterical. <laughs> to, to, to I, I don't know whether to cue, like, clue the audience in or not. But uh, I think I'm going to. Um, so, so our friend David is historically known for how bad his impression of accents are, or as Bennett would say, how great his impressions are. Like, and so um, all that David—that was just a miserable attempt at an accent. That was just so funny how he's just oh oh oh, I work on cars <laughs> like, and I had zero trouble understanding him. He had he there is zero dis- like I, the reason it's so funny is cuz i feel that was an earnest attempt to disguise his voice like maybe he won't know i mean and like like there there it was it seemed genuine it seemed like a genuine attempt to say here is and so i have no idea who i mean he, i mean, i heard him when he was talking about german and japanese cars and how he works on cars i mean i just was laughing too hard to <laughs> to honestly <laughs> uh, to, to even tr- listen to the content. But it wasn't out of anything other than like laughing and not out of lack of discernment there. So I have no idea. I have no idea what to tell you.
1: Well, I guess... I mean, we're going... We're on the way to proving my hypothesis, which is that I'm better at understanding accents than you are. Um, so you couldn't even tell that that was obviously a German accent. Oh, yeah. Okay. From a...
0: <laughs> German seriously that, there's nothing German he didn't do any like guttural he didn't do anything like that and I, I'm not no, I'm no king of accents so I I'm, I'm one to talk right but he's that was so bad God that's so funny it's so freaking funny that he's trying to do a German accent and that was his oh so funny okay hit me with, hit, hit me with another one please.
1: All right, so that that was a nice German gentleman. Um, so for this and you know, this other one, you you didn't get that one right. So that's your zero zero for uh, zero for eleven so far. Okay. okay. That's not how so it here works. here comes the uh, here comes the next one.
2: Uh, good afternoon, friend. Uh, this is, uh, my my chance to tell you a little bit about uh, myself, my country. See if you can detect the accent. And I uh, will tell you a good story that I feel like is very befitting my country. So, I, I worked as a, a sled dog racer. And, uh, you know, as a sled dog racer, we are uh, multifaceted. Many people think that it's just uh, whipping dogs into shape, but it is much more than that. There's a lot more nuance, there's a lot more skill, it is toughness. Being able to race in the frozen tundra throughout the hard winter, it uh, takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage a lot of, again, toughness, both mental and physical toughness. Wow. One of the toughest experiences of my life when I had my eight dogs in the Grand Race that we had every year that we simply call the Grand Race because it is so grand. <laughs> uh, one of my dogs, they saw a little animal. Turned out just to be nothing more than a little muskrat. But this damn muskrat ruined the whole race. <laughs> one of the dogs... They found the muskrat and went crazy. Just furious. Made me furious. I had put so much training into these dogs. And these dogs do not need the same. Okay, there's the some, some accident there. Muskrats are yeah. everywhere. I don't know still to this day why this one dog was so fixated on this muskrat. But, uh, moral of the story. He's so, he's so this damn dog. Yeah. Uh, chased the muskrat off into the woods. I never saw that dog again. If I found a dog, I would have shot it. And I don't, normally don't do that to my dog, because I love my dog. However, when my dogs disrespect me, and they don't take my endeavors seriously, then uh, it's, it's bye-bye, dog. Um, I'm still in in the dog sledding race business, and, <laughs> and no, thankfully, no more uh, mishaps have occurred since then. But uh, that's a little bit... I thought you would find that story interesting because, well, again, a lot, of, a lot of Americans don't understand um, <laughs> the, the problems in muskrats and the dogs and all the nuances <laughs> that go in the dog's feathers. But, uh, again, hopefully you found this insightful. And thank you very much. <laughs> well, super so, insightful.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, one thing that I really appreciated talking to all of these foreign people. You know, I learned a little something about their culture as well, um, which I really, you know, I found that gratifying.
0: Yeah, man. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bye, bye, dogs.
0: <laughs> so I mean, just there's really no discernment. All it, 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 I hope we can see how his accents, like maybe he did a different tone. And a different character, but his accents really, really aren't that different. Like, like his very initial sounds of like, okay, this is Italian because he's like, oh yeah 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 yeah, and then he's, and I think he was. I mean, he went Russian hard with it, and there were points where I think I acknowledged it. I was like, okay, you know, he's giving me other than saying like frozen tundra, like, and saying things that like Russia might have, but, but. But his his accent didn't lead me to it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, what do you think that one was? I'm gonna say Russia, Russian. Ah, oh, you got it right. Yeah,
1: oh. one for eleven. But that one was super easy for me, and it was pretty hard for you. So, um, oh, was it? So, <laughs> yeah. So you're still you're still pretty far behind there. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do the next one.
2: Well, uh, hello there, Finder. Uh, thank thank you for having me on on your show. So yeah, I was a little bit about myself. I came to the United We're States the same. Uh, then, uh, okay, nine or ten years ago. Got a, a job at a what well, apparently is your favorite restaurant, uh, Chick Fil A, and uh, you know we, we really work hard, and uh, you know it's 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 a lot of good good work. I've got a lot of good. Uh, oh my work gosh. Made all my friends. <laughs> and uh, you know a little a little uh, you know, in terms of uh, stereotypes, I guess uh, the one the one thing that uh, you know maybe uh, does kind of bother me sometimes. So Chick Fil A is great. Great reputation for being this very fast, uh, great quality fast food restaurant. You know, you, there are a lot of uh, you know. I'm not. A, I, I appreciate all races, and I don't want to make it into, careful. Oh, is he getting careful. Careful this, this podcast, but um, you know, this uh, a lot of things that are often go overlooked is why Chick Fil A is so fast. Uh, if you look back in the kitchens, everybody back there is uh, you know not uh, no not the type of people that you see in the front you know if you know if you know oh, what how? i mean um you know a lot of wow you know, really people back in in the kitchen that are really you know the ones able to uh the the, the world record with his long-winded uh, my, my, is my has actually yeah. a world record for fastest chifle sandwich combo order 21 seconds from time that it was put in to time that it was put in the bag 21 seconds and uh we, we take a lot of great pride out there there's actually a plaque in the wall on the on our wall it says uh, state record. Fastest chicken sandwich combo, twenty-one seconds. And uh, you know that, that's not again the people, the pretty ladies in the front, those are they're they're great. But uh they're not ladies back in the there front. in the, the, the back cooking the chicken sandwiches. Anyway, I get off on I get off on a tangent. Uh, so sorry about that, but uh, that's each, each day in the back of my mind I shoot for that twenty-one second goal. Say, so, oh one day, you know, maybe that's possible to break. It, uh, love my time in the USA. Um, I'm happy to be on your show and I'm uh, happy to uh, provide a little bit more info on uh, uh, my country and my accent and I uh, hope, hope your friend can get it.
0: <laughs> I like how he, he drops the accent typically. At, the, at some point, he, he drops accent in every one of these. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: well, <laughs> I, heard, I, still... heard a, I heard
1: a little bit of an accent in there sometimes.
0: Oh yeah, def- He's definitely putting an accent, the same sort of just a, like sort of, <laughs> yeah. He does sort of a Borat-ish accent for all of his accents. Borat <laughs> makes his way heavily into the piece, um, but I'm gonna say uh, he was doing a Mexican accent. All right, very good. <laughs> he, you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just that's that's how we chose. That's <laughs> that was so ridiculous. <sighs> Yeah,
1: Mexican. I heard a little, a little, a little bit of Mexican in there. But then again, I'm just not apparently not that bad at understanding accents because yeah. I was able to, I was able to parse that one relatively, you relatively can Really easily.
0: decode things. Yeah. So so far I'm
1: vindicated. All right, here comes the next one.
2: Hello, hello there, friend. Um, yes, so this is, uh, <laughs> It's all the same, my, my every opportunity to tell you a little bit about my, my country for you to hear my accents, and I hope your friend is a We're not the only ones, I hope. Uh, we, we have a uh, very distinct accent; we get mixed up. With it's other, it's other, it's uh, very distinct. It's very distinct. Accents. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I think I think a, a lot of great pride in, in where we come from. Um, you know, we're, we're one of the the oldest <laughs> countries in the world. Uh, lots of beautiful scenery. And uh, you know it's it's it's, uh, it's a really a great a great place to live. And and one one you know we we are uh, not known for our not food, helping, but uh, we are. Uh, I, I work in a kitchen as a, a cook, and I, I take a lot of great pride in, in some of the culinary achievements that we are are uh, you're working to to uh, on. And on that end, I get to hear a lot of and forth, a lot of chatter in the kitchen. So uh, yeah, that's like in your <laughs> message. I think that's why I'm I'm highly highly qualified to uh to really delve into the accents what makes my accent unique is also kind of what uh, makes my country unique so uh, you know any 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 other questions that uh you know i can i can entertain and help uh illustrate the difference <laughs> with the accent um i would be welcome to have a, another uh formal sit down with you yes that, that is what i have to, to tell you about my my country and I, I i have to uh Get back to my cooking.
0: <laughs> Get back to my what? Cooking. <laughs> so, um.
2: You didn't
1: understand that because it was accented, but uh, he said uh, cooking. That wasn't. That wasn't by one. the <laughs> way. Yeah. Okay. So, guess we huh, found out who's better at this one. So,
0: uh, uh, what do you think uh, about that one? I mean, I just thought he would have gone "Amma, mia" if it were Italian, but I still think it's Italian. <clears throat> um, it could be greek but i'm gonna go with italian
1: wrong
0: okay incorrect i have no idea it just sounded italian ish and i don't what is it scottish uh no it's not
1: yeah that's (laughs)
0: that one's scottish you're being serious that was yeah i'm being serious that's scottish okay Okay. (laughs) that was way off i I just guess i don't know my accents man
1: (laughs) (laughs) seriously god i'm
0: serious yeah that was uh
1: that one was that one was Under harsh. no I
0: okay. <laughs> the the cooking clue, you know? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that one Keep, was
1: hard. I I think that one that yeah. gentleman that I spoke to, he might I think he had already moved to the United States or something. And maybe got know, all he, kind
0: maybe of an amalgam mesh of his I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Hit me with another one. <laughs> there right, really are eleven uh, of these.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, here we go. <laughs> Uh, hello. So uh, I, I commuted here uh, about uh, two years ago. I'm a sparring painter, uh, doing a lot of uh, work for schools and, and companies. And, uh, okay, you know, I hear In his the United trying. States, naturally, I wanted to get a, a, a different kind of painting of the uh, statue of Liberty. So I um, made my little... Uh, Liberty. And set up my... Uh, studio tour from where i would get a i wanted to get a very unique vantage point of the statue of liberty liberty uh, everybody sees us. Oh. A very famous statue but i wanted to get something unique from a, a small little neighborhood that was a, off to the the west the west side of new york to so where not many pictures not many photographs or paintings of the statue of liberty come from thought that i had the perfect
0: liberty he changed the place
2: <laughs> to get a truly unique painting at the Statue of Liberty,
0: there and, uh, you. So there you was going
2: great one day, and uh, the one one thing that um, you know, and I I warned you before this that uh, I will uh, everything that I have to say about America is not always uh, positive. The biggest disruption for my painting every day, the school boys would just come up to me and start wanting to talk to me, and uh, I do not understand because uh, where where I come from and what I'm used to, uh, it's not. Not normal for you just uh, walk up to somebody on the street when they are clearly in the middle of doing their job. Um, however, these these number of school boys are very rude, boys. very obnoxious, throwing things at me, <laughs> wanting to talk to me. What while I, while equivalent bad things? I'm still, uh, still to be honest, uh, quite quite shocked that uh, they would throw things at me and want to talk to me. Uh, my painting is almost done. <laughs> If you are interested, I can share it with you when we are uh, done with this podcast. But, uh, yes, that's, that's a little bit about me, a little bit about my work. and uh Oh,
0: he's not going to say goodbye. <laughs> you know, <laughs> good for him. I could tell it was French, sort <clears> of. <throat> I, I <laughs> yep, that's right. That's correct.
1: Liberty, that's L- not French. But he did have <laughs> L- a little L- – there, there was some inflection in there, here and there, like –
0: Yes. No, that, but he, he that had a different I mean he still had the Borat or whatever it is that he inserts into everything, but but then he would say oh, we he, you know oh, oh I guess he didn't do any of those. He didn't go wee wee <laughs> <and laughs> or talk about <clears throat> bread or yeah. mimes or anything. Yeah. But he, see, it, see, I, I always thought <laughs> Yeah, I
1: always thought that I would hear some ho ha ha or zizis and zizat, but apparently French people don't actually speak like that. Because this guy from France yeah. did not now we speak that way, so n- that's apparently just a stereotype. All right, I'm two for
0: four. I'm uh, a, you know, doing okay. Yeah. Is it four? You, no. Know.
1: You've got you've gotten Russian, Mexican, and French now. Oh, yeah. So three, three, or three, five. three for five. So, all right. Here we go. Next one.
2: Oh, good day, mate. Uh, one thing I can tell you
0: about my countries. <laughs>
2: A lot of people from America have like a, a misconception about uh, what it's like Jeez, here. It's you know, bad. it's um, living living in such a, a remote area the, the world. Is, uh, <laughs> I know, right? we, we have a lot of great times down here. We have a lot of parties. You know, we have a lot of rages, and uh, you know, it's uh, the Americans. They don't quite always get that. They they, they hear our accents. They think that uh, you know we're just full of a bunch of uh, crazy deserts and crazy animals and, and crocodiles and all things of that nature. But no, we're really, really not that different than <laughs> um, you know just your average Joe. So I can guarantee you, like... I can guarantee you, man, that we would, uh we would show you a guarantee you, guarantee you, arms. and all Americans. I've hosted Americans for for weeks on end uh, and to, to crash on my where my Where socks. is this exit? I mean, it's, it's really it's... a great time. Man. So I just encourage you. Give me a call. Your your buddy's got my name, so I would be grateful if you could ever, yo, just one day take a trip. We'll see I'll show you where we where we at, where we live and, and how we roll.
0: And how we roll, as as the Australians say. That's oh, right. Man, P- pretty, man he, he, he okay, maybe he's better than Good good day, mate. And then and then it just And then nothing. And then just some sort of weird voice. I mean yeah, the mention of you know, deserts and partying? I'm not really. Rages. Fosters. Fosters. Take me to the Outback. I know, that's a classic. He didn't want to make it yeah. too easy, though. He didn't yeah.
1: want to make... Yeah, I told him... I, I, well, I asked these foreign gentlemen that I talked to. Yeah. Um, yeah. La- ladies and gentlemen, maybe. Oh, okay. No <laughs> clues. I'm not giving any clues away. Um... You know, I asked them not to not to make it too too obvious, you know, not to give too many too many clues like crocodiles and stuff. But some just slip in naturally. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, you know? yeah, the way really it goes. Passionate about
0: where you're from. That's what happens.
1: That's right. All right, <clears throat> here comes the next one. You got that one right. That was that was Australian. So,
2: hello. Uh, thank you for having <laughs> me on the podcast. Uh, little, uh, so here's a little. So yes, a little example like I mentioned uh, before. Um, I worked at Epcot. And the world showcase, and uh, if you don't know, Epcot is a part of Disney World, and uh, Disney (laughs) World, magical land, and eleven has Epcot has eleven countries, uh, to uh, simulate the world uh, world travel, and uh, so uh, my country in the world showcase is uh, (laughs) one of the more popular ones, but uh, a lot of a lot of questions, and uh, it does a pretty good job of simulating what uh, real life is like in my country. Uh, but again, I, I do uh, sense a lot of uh, uh, not stereotypes because I know everybody that goes to Epcot is on vacation, and they expect uh, you know, someone working in those countries to be uh, kind of beat the stereotype of that country, and uh, it's not always accurate. But uh, I'm not offended; uh, <laughs> I just too. I have the no idea. as like, I'm almost uh, mad about cases it. Cases around the world, because uh, as you know. My country, it's, uh, you know, very, very developing, very large. Um, so, uh, you know, with everything going on in the world right now, I feel like it's, uh, it's a good place to be. Um, you know, I, I still uh, uh, you know, occasionally work at Epcot in the summer. Uh, Epcot's it, my clue. It's fun. I have a lot of good time there. Uh, and it, uh, allows, again, allows me to keep close <laughs> on uh, my, both my native country, <clears throat> uh, United States. And Florida, uh, so hopefully this uh, this can be a good, good uh, chance for your friend to to guess where I'm from, and uh, I, I look forward to to hearing your podcast. Then uh, we'll we'll be uh, looking forward to uh, seeing if your friend can guess.
0: <laughs> friend can guess that with nothing. If
2: your friend can
0: guess. I, I, I actually, I mean, I don't even know is that much of a clue saying Epcot <laughs> a, a lot. Uh, I, I guess I don't know enough about Epcot and what they're, I thought it was a whole, it's a small world after all. And isn't that where, uh, I mean. Well, he said, he said there were 11 countries there
1: and, you know. I'm going to was... go
0: with uh, the
1: Netherlands. Wrong. Okay. Incorrect. Uh, that was Chinese. That,
0: was, that Chinese. was Chinese. That was Chinese. Are you kidding me? That I like. Uh, uh. Yo, Fran. Whole... It Yo, was. Fr- I could hear it. I could hear a little bit of it. I, the fact that I would like possibly guess the Netherlands when it was Chinese <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> I just had no idea. That it, okay, but there was no clue other than. Maybe if I listened closely, but he said something like "it's a good place to be." The world's big, <laughs> just kind yeah, of. <laughs> he, he, I mean, he's
1: yeah. He said his country was developing and large. Eh.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, um, but that's yeah. like yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Um. So yeah, that was uh, that was Chinese. So yeah, I got that Gosh. one on my first try. That one was easy
0: for me. So. Oh, yeah. I guess we are debunking this this myth about Bennett. Yep. Um, all right, here comes the next one.
2: Oh, hello, little friend. Do so I, I work uh, for the, uh, the the city government uh, security patrol team uh, on a volunteer basis? So I don't get a little, uh, heavy. Almost in the no action, yes. uh, One day, this was uh, we were walking down the street, uh, lots of traffic, uh, you know, on this major thoroughfare, and you know, I was minding my own business, and then a bus, a bus, double, a large, large bus drove by. Somebody spit on me. A lad spit Double on box. me. I don't know if he was frankest on me or my general direction. I thought this is a very crazy. Do not sport. tell me this so is I, a British guy. Normally, I'm a very laid-back type of uh, individual, but uh, you know, I started splitting down the road. Splintering. Furious. You know? I'm furious. This mate, he's disrespecting not only me but disrespecting the law, the law of the land. And it really, really chaps my, really, really, uh, you know, my brain, ruffled my feathers. <laughs> <laughs> so as I'm sprinting down the street, the bus just weaving through traffic. I can see him in the very corner, of my eye, but the traffic is so so heavy, so many people on the ground. I was not able to uh, to catch the culprit. Uh, but you know, it's one of those those hard lessons learned that you have to. Uh, you know, these some some chaps are just going to be unfortunate types of people. You know, some people just have no just no regard for uh, not only themselves but the others. So. Uh, the moral of the story is that, you know, my, my country, we, we, we respect one another. So, um, I hope... Hopefully, the, the lad that didn't spit on me was American, or else I'm coming for you. Probably was not. But, you, know, you, you never know. Anyway, hope, hope, hope that helps. <laughs> I, I hope that helps.
0: <laughs> All right. What do you think? I feel... I feel stupid for guessing British, because it was like, there were no... I mean, okay. There's no British accent there, zero British accent. But he said some British things, sort of,
1: like like lad,
0: lad, and um, chaps, like Shop. and, and he said, double bus, like, okay, is it British? It's British, yeah. Oh man, that's aggressively bad. Oh man, <laughs> and I like so that I he, can, God. Go ahead. i could understand it so
1: that yeah, i mean that sounded no accent maybe he thought that sounded basically like ricky gervais
0: <laughs> it sounded like yeah almost identical i'd like to play that for somebody and say guess this accent like other than me <laughs> it's <you> know, just <laughs> really
1: funny <laughs> yeah um yeah that one's uh that one's british so oh, my god
0: i can't i'm uh, lad hate, lad
1: so, yeah, but, you know, keep in mind that Britain has a lot of different accents, you know, all over it. Like they have a you know, northern accent and <clears throat> like the Cockney accent yeah, and the more refined right.
0: ones. So, you, you know, that was just this person, this British guy. What's that play Pygmalion where he, he says he can like tell he, within several blocks radius he's a master of accents. I'd like to have him, you know.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. Here comes the next one. All right, there, Bennett. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to to say a, a few things. Um, you know, this, this there's been a few things that I've noticed since I moved. He's to the West aggressive. West. He must be a uh, Yankee. I'm not from there, so I'm gonna let you guess my accent. Uh, but I, but I just got a few things to say based on a few conversations I hear that uh, you guys took a trip out there uh, a couple oh, of, years ago uh, in college. And I gotta say, man, uh, yeah, some of the some of the things that, that you told me about uh, just makes me just roll my eyes. It makes me really sick. It makes me really wanna. Uh, just getting a, a rumble, you know. Some of some of the college <laughs> folks that come out here starting to cause trouble. Uh, I mean, throwing shrimp in the kitchen? Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, I would fuck somebody up. I, mean. yeah, I mean, that is that language. Is not cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: you got to remember that. Uh, not only is that shrimp expensive, uh, but there are people back there that got to clean up all that shit. Uh, language. I, I can the, the hell, and street after that happened. Uh, some of the things that. You guys told me about, oh, yeah, people go to Vegas and you all, all crazy. But, uh, you know, grow up, man. I knew you guys were probably young. Hopefully, you matured by then. But, uh, yeah, some some of the things that I see people do in Vegas, it's just, uh, man, it just, just makes me sick, you know? <laughs> um, but I get people having fun. I get people want to let loose and go all crazy in Vegas. But, uh, man, so I, I, I got to tell you, so... Uh, yeah, just a little bit of uh, ranting and raving from me. Uh, probably pretty obvious where my accents come from. Right? Oh, it's uh, actually not. Yeah, is the
0: problem? Uh, <laughs> I, I... Take it easy. Take it easy. It's <clears throat> funny because I don't even remember where we were with the the great shrimp incident, which is another story for another <laughs> time. So that's actually not. I mean, I was just thinking. Oh, we've been to Chicago, and he's doing sort of a rough and tough i don't know um it's not a, it's not new york it's not a yankee thing so i'm just gonna say chicago so you, you think this is the the u.s one i think this is the u.s one yeah <laughs>
1: um well you're 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 right that it's the u.s one you're wrong on uh,
0: you're wrong on chicago wh- so where, do you want, to, you want to take a region? follow-up i do not <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> it's new york it is new york you're right oh my god <clears throat> You're right. Within the first few seconds, he is a Yankee, so so that means anyone listening from New York, they they probably understood that very clearly. Yeah, all the elements, <clears throat> all the nuance. Right. They but, could probably tell uh, where
0: in New York, too.
1: Yeah, probably from the Bronx. <laughs> probably from the five boroughs, from yeah. like the
0: fourth one or something. Second or third, fourth, maybe. Yeah. Who's all right. Here
1: comes the 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 next to last one. See if you can get this one.
2: Hello, uh, yes, uh. <laughs> I love the I openings every time. The yeah, they're like. <laughs> just
0: About at, three
2: like. months ago, right when all this, uh, you know, crazy stuff was was really ramping up. So I haven't really gotten a good taste of, uh, what it's like to be, uh, be an American yet. But, you know, everybody's very friendly, very. <laughs> an American. Uh, uh, welcoming. You know, there's not that many people from a country that are, uh, you know, in in the United States, in the same situation that I have, but uh, you know, I've I've, I've had a, a good, I got a good apartment. I can you know, play, play my drums, play my my musical instruments, and you'll still find some some good food on the streets. And it's uh, you know been, yeah, like everybody in the world. You know, it's it's been uh you know uh, and it's, it's, it's a, just it's a hard time to really compare what's like coming from my home. My homeland, my home country. But you know it's just over the hips it's a hops keep gonna jump away. So you know uh, I'll be back. I'll be back before you know it, then uh, yeah, I appreciate you uh letting me letting me be, be on your show. <laughs> his, clue, his clues are like
0: Am I your culture, eats food and it's just like I don't okay. <laughs> I would my I would say Italian. I I, I don't think we've got I'm going to go with Italian, but that was so non-Italian. I don't even think it's Italian, but I'm saying it. No, it's not Italian. I really feel like um, most of them are Italian. Uh, yeah,
1: I know. I thought the same thing. Um what, what but is it? all, it's Jamaican.
0: Oh, oh god. <clears throat> that was Jamaican yeah actually and now i understand because you know the food reference and the He plays go- his drums it, it oh yeah there you go that was a clue you're right that was
1: really the only one he
0: Plays the drums.
1: A hop skip hip scop hop just skipping to jumping
0: away that yeah. was one jamaica's close well i thought like italy's had it rough with the whole virus stuff and uh and he said something about being hit hard i don't know if i heard that even right anyway <clears throat> All right, last, last one. Last but not um,
1: least. So this one, this one might might be the hardest one, but we'll see we'll see what you can do with it.
2: I'm up I like uh, cooking the pasta, <laughs> pizza pie right now, I'm throwing a little bit of marinara, a little bit of zucchini, a little bit of Alfredo sauce. That would be a little bit more marinara. Then I put the pizza pie in here. That is, that is how I cook my great my pasta. A little bit of wine. <laughs> no wine. Either, a little bit of cannoli. Camoli, not on my pizza. That would be crazy. a cannoli, (laughs) after the pizza pie. A canola? A stress. The pizza pie must the marinara and Alfredo. It's the best of both worlds. You are concerned. You don't often experiment with these kinds of great, great adventures. But uh, I'm telling you now. A pasta and a pizza pie with both a marinara and Alfredo is a delicioso. And I strongly encourage you to have this. And then, of course, a cannoli after. Cannoli, the best dessert in all of the land. I strongly encourage you. You, you Americans, you you only eat (laughs) chocolate. I tell you what, cannolis are the best on top of the pizza pie. Separate from the pizza pie, not literally on top of the pizza pie, but separate after the pizza pie. Okay, that is that is my recommendation. Uh, no, uh, I know. You, you know, I
0: didn't know until. Good
2: luck. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. A
1: pizza pie. This one's pretty hard. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know, I should have just guessed this for every single one, uh, <laughs> and I think I did guess it for two. So <laughs> yeah. uh, the third uh. time's the charm. Is it Italian? It is Italian. Hey! That, that one's right. You got it. So. Oh, <laughs> a pizza pie,
1: a cannoli. It sounded like a cannoli advertisement for a lot of it. Man,
0: the idea that you went out and contacted you know strangers and did this sort of yeah. anthropological excursion to sort of offer the of work. benefit of... Uh, yeah, that uh, we'll have to really thank all those people for the hard work. I did. That they, I know, did.
1: yeah. I, I was very... Yeah, you know, I had to edit those down for time, um, <laughs> and, but afterwards I was. You I did was a great very, job. You know, we needed, you
0: only took what was critical. For that's us right. To hear.
1: I was very, um, very effusive in my thanks for taking the time. Some of these people, you know, the time difference—they had to get up in the middle of the night and stuff like the Australian guy and everything. So oh,
0: yeah, they, you to, I think did you, you have to speak backwards? So when you play it, you know, like. Toilet flushes. Yeah, off sure, right. They everything they to is... speak backwards when they record, so it records forward. Weird stuff yeah, like that. You never know.
1: Everything was backwards, and upside down, and everything.
0: So, um, well, we learned a lot. We have a lot of empirical data now that's like useful to your lead-in about you being bad at reading. <laughs> that's right. Exactly
1: right. So I performed really well on this. I actually, when I tally this up, one, two, three, five, I got eleven out of eleven. Oh. Okay. Um, and I think you got. One, two, three, four, five. You got five out of eleven. So I'm, I'm more than twice as good at (laughs) understanding accents as you are empirically Empirically, by,
0: by the science. Science is said. Science is spoken, and I can't argue with science or hard, raw data. That's right. so that
1: is uh is, is said and done so um so yeah my
2: <clears throat>
1: that was mostly free form um from 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 david uh <laughs> that so, was really
0: enjoyable i have no idea if it was enjoyable to to anyone other than us but i love yeah, that i love that
1: yeah maybe not i don't know i
0: david is my favorite
1: person so i uh it, you you have no idea. Like I actually shed tears when. <laughs> when
0: I can actually when, <laughs> imagine that.
1: When listening to it, like having to struggle not to laugh and interrupt um, the recording of it. Uh,
0: oh, so funny. I was l-
1: laughing extremely hard. Um, and also, there I didn't I didn't keep the outtakes, but we actually had to do multiple takes on some because. Because, like, he would say, "Good day, mate, I'm here in Australia. <laughs> <And> <laughs>
0: like, he just kept saying where he's from.
1: <laughs> a couple times, a couple times. And he was like, oh, yes, I forgot, I forgot. And, uh, and did it. <clears throat> but Pretty, pretty he did,
0: inventive. Uh, All the different accents and stories he, and stuff going on. Yeah,
1: yeah, the stories, he came up with the story. I, for some of them, I gave him a seed, you know, like, oh, uh, maybe you're a, a London police officer. And he... Uh, he came up with everything. I my favorite. I love the dog sledding, muskrats, and I love. he said muskrats boys, quite a bit. Yeah, the boys throwing things at him when he was a painter, <laughs> uh, painting the statue of a liberty. liberty. <laughs> I don't he
0: really he really held on to that.
1: <laughs> so I would. You know what? I would actually really enjoy um, having having David and a real French person say the same the same words you know oh,
0: you could do you could probably find accents just have him read the sentence it could be short that like it doesn't have to be a tw- like 20 minutes well, worth of content it could just actually be read.
1: believe it or not i before even contacting um david for this i looked up example accent videos for all of these and sent them over so he could prepare and really digest the accent and be able to replicate it accurately um I and, do not believe uh, that. <laughs> I, that's true. I, that's absolutely true. I I sent the videos over so that he could listen to it and get it in his head. Um, so but but the videos, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't be good enough to just have him speaking the same thing from the videos. It was surprisingly hard to find example videos for all of the accents.
0: I would have thought that would have been like exceedingly simple. Yeah,
1: you, know? you would think so, but it actually wasn't because as soon as you search for something like. Italian accent, then it's like YouTube videos for how to replicate an Italian accent. And that's not good enough. I want a native um, Italian speaking English as their second language. So Um, it was kind of tricky.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciated all the effort that went into that. Like, yes. Really. Thank you. Thank
1: you to uh, thank you to David and to all of our foreign, all of our foreign guests and the one New York Yankee (laughs) guest absolutely (laughs) Um, for contributing i i enjoyed it um also uh one other one other shout out we have to make is um to the your student who made the art for our new uh
0: yeah big shout out to nico um for this the amazing new artwork we have for i mean and he really for the podcast, we wanted something professional looking, and he really delivered. And we got really nitpicky too because it was so awesome. We felt comfortable saying "hey," and there was a lot of exchanges. And he's just worked really hard on it. I thought it was amazing. So thank you, Nico. Look, really, seriously.
1: Yeah, looks uh, looks really nice. So it'll start it'll start showing up with uh, with this episode.
0: I'm excited. I'm um, set. All right. Well. Uh, until next time. Do 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 ding <laughs> stuff.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye. Psych! uh, actually, this has been it. Uh, from after the recording of the podcast, uh, I realized that I forgot to include one of the accents that, uh, that I recorded from a from a very kind foreign gentleman. Um, so I'm gonna include it here as a bonus uh, at the end of the podcast for your listening pleasure. Probably better that it appears at the end, since uh, I think Daniel's patience was wearing thin. So, enjoy.
2: Oh, uh, hello. Uh, So this is a little bit of a strange uh, request. So I I help a range of clients deal with uh, tech troubleshooting problems. Uh, Again, everything ranging from uh, software installation uh, to troubleshooting techniques for a startup firm. So a lot lot of the issues I deal with are, are relatively simple. Uh, but again, I not complain because it uh, provides a very good uh, way way of living, and uh, probably the hardest thing is uh, just the hours. Uh, since I work for uh, U- U.S. Film, I have to be flexible in uh, what when I work and what I do. All, all in all, it it's it very good. Uh, I live um, you know small small apartment, so I have to make do with uh, you know small small space but uh, the the job that I have is it makes me uh put food on the table and i uh, I used to not be able to to uh, have that you know there's lots of people i know that don't have such luxuries you know but people people take for granted uh being able to put uh food and water on the table so i i'm very, very appreciative to my for my boss in the u s a for um for allowing me to do that me in this department i uh used to have wife uh she she run away but uh i still i still very happy uh because again the the boss in the usa he's very kind man very kind and uh hope, hope hopefully one day I, I maybe get to meet him uh there are some people in my company that uh get to fly to usa to uh to actually uh see see the boss and uh you know, those are uh, the, the very important people so uh yeah maybe one day but uh, for now i am very uh very grateful and very uh thankful to be uh doing what i do and uh hopefully you have a good day and let me know if i can do anything else to help you with tech support